was an old bloke who would come in and there was always snacks laid out on the bar and um, it was like cheese and chicken crimpy shapes and nuts and this old guy with a hearing aid used to come and eat all the nuts and Monty would just be ropeable <laughs> and he would look back he would eye off the old guy after he'd eaten all the nuts and be like, mate, did you just see what he fucking did? He's just gone and fucking taken every single nut. I'm pretty sure it was a bowl of chicken crimpy, a bowl of cubed cheddar, cabanossi, sweet gherkins, sometimes with cocktail onions as well, and, uh, and peanuts. I remember once... <laughs> They were out of chicken crimpy shapes and I believe they subbed in a cheddar uh, to replace it. And there was, there was a fair amount of uproar, especially from Monty. And I don't know if you've, if you've had a cheddar shape with a cube of cheddar, but no, fuck off. I, um, I didn't hate the cheddar shapes. I thought, they were, I thought they were all right. Just got to get a few in you. Fuck off. Going from a chicken crimpy to a cheddar shape with a cube of cheddar is like going from a fucking Lamborghini to Richard's catering van. That's fucked. No, you're not, you're not doing it right because you've got to do, do cheddar shape, cube of cheese, slice of cabanossi and then pickle on top. I mean, it's still not as good as the chicken crimpy, but it's like, it's like going from a Lamborghini to like a souped Commodore. It's, pr it's pretty good, mate. I'm James Ross Edwards. I'm under a bed sheet in quarantine, and this is in moderation. Monty. At around 6.30 every Tuesday evening, the Rotarians start plotting in to launch their Schlieffen-esque subcommittee offensive. They approach me at the bar, usually to order a midi of light or a glass of the Debortoli Columbard Chardonnay, a steal at $2.20 a glass. They're mostly from that ever-expanding generation of elderly Australians, 60s and 70s, too young for World War II and the Depression, but old enough to be casually racist and believe that corrugated gherkins and squares of tasty cheddar are a pretty decent canapé. Monty's my pick of the bunch. At around 5 foot 9, he's officially too tall for small man syndrome, yet demonstrates most of its characteristics. Moustached and combed over in a short sleeve and a tie, he resembles an aged, slightly slimmer version of the officer's David Brent. Have you pulled one off the light keg yet? No, not yet, but it's been on all day. I just got here. Ugh, it'll be flat then. That's not how it works, Monty. Monty's in real estate sales, which of course anyone in the vicinity can read on his name tag. According to him, he owns the entire East Linfield area. 
He tells me this while gesturing to his wrist. Bought me this, mate. Biggest Rolex on the market. Solid gold. I present him the midi and he eyes it suspiciously. More head than I'd usually expect. Unbeknownst to Monty, every comedy makes about beer has a far better use as innuendo. Any less than a go flat. 260, I say. Monty pulls $30 in 10 cent pieces from his, po- from his pocket, drops them on the bar and walks away to set up the PA. I'm left to salvage the coins in his wake. Monty spends the next five minutes floating around the bar area, at one point embarrassing a man in his late 70s by loudly asking if his new girl's a good route. Seconds later, I overhear him in a completely unrelated conversation, use the term young Jewess. Around 6.45, he returns to his drink at the bar and stares at me for attention, lips slightly parted. Disgusting, isn't it? What's disgusting? He jerks his head in the direction of a man standing a few metres behind him. There's no excuse for being that fat. Despicable. Oh, I stumble. Um, everyone's different. Nope, says Monty. No excuse. He's a pig. A doctor told me once that you can look as good as you like. I try to take the high road of silence, but let myself down. Yeah. I reckon I look pretty good for 65, mate. Our conversation was unfortunately cut short. The gong told us that it was 6.55pm, which means everyone takes a seat for a series of toasts. And besides, the beef stroganoff wouldn't eat itself. After dinner, Monty had entered the meeting in an official capacity. He stands from his position at the head table, strolls across the carpeted floor and takes his place at the lectern. He adjusts the microphone, consults his notes and takes a deep breath before announcing that tonight's quiz topic would be tennis. Okay, some footnotes. I originally wrote this story, Monty, in 2009 on my old blog, Big Coronas or Tiny Men. Um, It details the period of time which I worked behind the bar at my grandmother's lawn bowls club in Kalara. Um, The recession had hit and I'd been laid off from my job proofreading financial plans um, at AMP. Um, Losing the income um, was annoying, but the free time opened the doors to other opportunities. Um, writing more, pursuing advertising as a career, being free at 4pm for the shake, 3pm for the shakies happy hour, and spending my Tuesday afternoon staring out the windows of a northbound Tangara, heading over the bridge and on my way to stand dutifully behind the bar as a small collection of grey-haired real estate agents, dentists and pool shop owners drank goon and pledged their undying allegiance to Rotary International, the Commonwealth of Australia and Her Royal Majesty the Queen of England. This has been In Moderation, Episode 8, featuring um, Nick and Alex Ross-Edwards, um, Jess Sutton's cover art, Die for Something by No Through Road as the theme song, and me, James Ross-Edwards.
he used to wear short sleeve shirts with ties. Uh, and one day he was wearing a very large tie, a very wide tie. And he, uh, he was uh, standing at the bar and he, he turned it around and he looked at me and he told me, Donald Trump, mate, Donald Trump ties. Got the whole set. Was in New York recently, visiting the sun. Uh, went to uh, went to Macy's. Had the whole set on this. Had the whole set on display. So I thought, taking those. So he had the whole set of Donald Trump ties, circa 2007, I believe, uh, which are probably worth a fortune now. I hope he's held on to them. I bet he still wears them. <laughs>